Trading at Schwab is now powered by Ameritrade, bringing you an expanding library of education with even more ways to sharpen your trading skills. Access new online courses, insightful webcasts, articles, engaging videos, and more, all curated just for traders. Plus, guided learning paths with content designed to fit your unique interests. No sifting to find exactly what you need so you can spend your time learning to trade brilliantly. Learn more at schwab.com slash trading. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Bloomberg taking stock, the Fed in focus. There's certainly a lot of discussion about whether or not the Fed is going to try to hike rates again this year. We think the Fed by December will be ready to do another hike. That sounds like a big difference from the markets, but it's not that big a difference. I think at this point, the Fed is going to remain on the sidelines through 2016 and most likely the better part of 2017. I think they have a huge communication problem with the public about what's driving their policy decisions. They basically have no strategy. The Fed in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. The Fed in Focus on Taking Stock is brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer RIA that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. And when we want to learn more about the Fed, where they are and where they are heading, we often call on William Poole. Bill Poole is former Federal Reserve uh, a Bank of St. Louis president and senior fellow at the Cato Institute and uh, very busy traveling around the world to talk to people about so many things that have to do with the Fed and the economy. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hey, Kathleen, how are you? Just great. You know, um, coincidentally to uh, you coming on the show today, uh, our our team of Fed reporters from around the world, led by Craig Torres in Washington, did a, a story uh, with a terrific headline and a great uh, of content, Fed Deluge of Dots and discord leaves global markets baffled. Is this a fair charge? Uh, probably. I think it also leaves the Fed itself uh, baffled. Why and in what way? Well, I think the FOMC is is really sort of uh, screwed up in its uh, communications approach. Uh, you may remember last year at this time, we got past the September meeting. Uh, there was all this speculation about liftoff, and the Fed had promised liftoff, seemed to promise liftoff with the dot diagram in uh, 2015. And eventually, in uh, December meeting last year, uh, they did it. Uh, it. It didn't make very much difference, in, as one could reasonably expect 25 basis points is not much of a move. And uh, I think it's true that the uh, long bond, uh, long uh, long bonds in the U.S. are actually lower than they were uh, a year ago. So it didn't lift off um, long treasuries. So now they're doing exactly the same thing, uh, it appears. Uh, if uh, Assuming that at the meeting, uh, our, our September meeting uh, next week, uh, when I say our, theirs, uh, that they pass again, which is the market betting. Then they're going to come up to S- December 
And depending on what they say in September, uh, if they leave some guidance in effect that they're going to have another rate increase in 2016, and then we'll play the game all over again. Uh, so it, the, the problem is that this, this whole uh, communication strategy of the forward guidance is deeply, deeply flawed. Uh, it's not as if we haven't been here. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was on the FOMC, we went around and about over exactly the same issue back in the early part, I guess we would say the early part of the century. At that time, it had to do with the so-called tilt language or the bias of the, the, the bias language or the balance of risks language. And I eventually came to the view that this whole approach of trying to provide market guidance was ill-advised. And the reason is very simple, that at the time that we tried to provide any such advice, uh, things change. And in that case, we will have been in a place where we've provided this advice uh, but then uh, the world has changed. It didn't come out exactly the way we thought it was going to come out. And then the forward guidance doesn't look so sensible anymore. Never does work out the way you think it's going to. There are always things that you don't understand. And one of the things I don't understand, Bill Poole, is that asset prices are high while consumer price, the, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, is not accelerating. What's up with that? Well, what's up with that? is that the uh, obviously the uh, economy's uh, growth is low. Uh, GDP growth has been low. It's the weakest recovery um, since World War II. And I believe that the reason for that is that there have been uh, two major uh, depressants, if you will. One is the budgetary uncertainty and the possibility uh, of uh, tax increases in the future. And, and that's really staring us in the face now with the uh, demographics changes that we have known about for a long time uh, coming. And then the other, the, the regulatory constraints on economic activity. Uh, we're going through this uh, again in the news. We've got this uh, Dakota pipeline situation. And to me, it's just crazy because uh, pipelines are clearly both more efficient, that is lower cost, and safer than transporting oil by rail or by truck. So, and it takes the pressure off the rail and the highway infrastructure. Uh, it's it just nutty. It just doesn't make any sense. And yet, that, there's, there's where we are. This Dakota pipeline is now tied up in the courts. Uh, we had another situation that I've looked at uh, rather closely. This is Taking Stock, the Fed in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. The Fed in Focus with William Poole. Bill Poole is senior fellow at the Cato Institute, former president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. He joins us now. Bill Poole, I beg your pardon. Uh, you were uh, concluding your thoughts and adding some more. I just wanted to uh, focus on asset prices, high inflation, constrained. Uh, go ahead. Tell us more. Okay. The, 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 uh, the Fed is always 
made clear, and it's especially clear when they started to issue the statements of policy intentions, uh, strategy, where they had the uh, inflation target, that there is uh, no way that the Fed can control real conditions, real economic conditions, such as the long-run rate of unemployment. So same thing is true of the rate of productivity growth. Federal Reserve has nothing to do with that. And the same thing is true of the real rate of interest. So it looks as though the Fed has uh, influence over the rate of interest because it sets the federal funds rate, but that's only the short rate in the short run, and it is fundamentally constrained by the productivity of the economy, the demand, the underlying demand for funds to finance investment. Investment has been slow to recover in this uh, recovery period, and that's an essential feature of this recovery. So I think that the, uh, that the market uh, analysts have, have generally underplayed the importance of various uh, environmental, especially, constraints on expansion of uh, infrastructure, uh, such as pipelines. And the reason that companies aren't building this stuff is that they're not allowed to. It's just very simple. And so if you go to great lengths, as the Jordan Cove case uh, for the federal uh, regulatory, the, the uh, <laughs> Uh, That case that came to a head last March, the the, uh, Energy Regulatory Commission denied permission to go ahead to build an export terminal, and that was the end of it. So why should companies go to the expense of preparing an environmental impact statement when they're going to get chopped off by this vague standard of Bill, here's one thing, though, I don't understand. I know you could argue that the amount of regulation and the kind of constraints on various kinds of investments have increased over the years, but that's been in place for a while. And what hasn't been in place for a while is this current zero interest rate policy, and in fact, in some cases, negative rates in other countries. And we've seen this, and very low bond yields. And I, I do, I am curious what you would say in response to Jim Lowe, who's this, excuse me, Jim Tish, who's the CEO of Lowe's, uh, speaking to a Bloomberg event today, uh, he says that this policy hasn't worked. Uh, he says the Fed's gotten itself into a hole of zero interest rates, and they don't know how to get out. And in fact, that the keeping the the yield suppression is hurting investors. Right? It's harder to get yield. How do you respond to that? Is the Fed at fault there, and should they start raising rates as a result? The Federal Reserve cannot raise rates above what the market will support. The demand for funds around the world is weak because of the demand for investment, physical investment, which is financed through the bond markets. So the Federal Reserve can no more raise the rate of interest than the Department of Agriculture can simply double the price of wheat. It's just that simple. Bill Poole, 
if there is an inflation target of, let's say, 4%, this coming from a speech by San Francisco Fed President John Williams uh, earlier uh, in the month, uh, what would you think that would do to asset prices? Do you think that he doesn't care what it does to asset prices? And do you think that he reflects the thinking of Janet Yellen, chair of the Federal Reserve? Well, I have no idea uh, about Janet Yellen's views on that, although I think that she has reinforced the view that the 2% target will be retained. What I find strange about the argument of changing the target to 4% is that the Fed can't even get up to 2%. And what instruments does it, it are available to even get to 2%? The Fed has been struggling to get even to 2%. So the argument that going to 4 would be helpful mm -hmm. is one that I just don't understand. Bill, is the Fed going to raise the key rate this year, or is it not going to happen to 2017? I don't know what the Fed's going to do. That's part of the problem. The Fed itself doesn't know what it's going to do. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. Bill Poole, always, always a delight to talk to you. Thank you so very much for joining us. Bill is former president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, so he's been there and done that, though. We've got a kind of a brave new world of zero rates uh, since Bill took over that uh, office and then left. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock. Got a lot more coming up on the show. Keep it right here. This is Bloomberg. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.